Thank you for joining me for today's Beast Watch News Update. News from the Internet's most comprehensive Bible prophecy news website, BeastWatchNews.com. I'm Kimberly Rogers Brown. Israel's government coalition may be falling apart, even though Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is trying to hold it together. Will the truce with Gaza hold? What is happening on the U.S. southern border? President Donald Trump's daughter Ivanka now faces the same charges over email that Hillary Clinton was accused of. And Mexico is buying Russian weapons. Why? Well, first, let's find out more about the sister nations, Israel and America, in Scripture. Prophecy is being revealed, but is it being fulfilled? Isaiah 5.8 says, Woe to them that join house to house and add field to field, that they may take away something of their neighbors. Will you dwell alone upon the land? This chapter of Isaiah speaks about end times, but Isaiah 5.8 is particularly important presently for something that is going on in Israel as we speak. House to house and field to field are both idioms for confiscation of property that does not belong to you. Yahweh is asking his people if they intend to own all the land themselves. The Jews, of course, say yes. As we will find out, this is the wrong answer. I've been pointing out since last summer that Israel has failed to obey the Jubilee. The Jews did this in Jeremiah 34 also, after which Yahweh removed them from the land. Until this year, Israel had the right to take all of the land. They had this right because the intent by Yahweh was for them to take it all, then open it up for restoration, aliyah, to the brethren from their tribes. Their obligation to make this happen came about because of the jubilee they declared. Their jubilee was not declared by the Messiah. Nonetheless, Yahweh will require the Jubilee's stipulations because the Jews made the declaration as an oath. Yahweh requires that oaths be fulfilled. To make an oath and not fulfill it is a dangerous move. The Jews and Palestinians are still confiscating each other's land, house to house and field to field. The houses of Judah and Israel are still mistreating each other after 2,900 years. What happened 2,900 years ago? A split in the kingdom of Israel that resulted in a civil war which is still being fought today. As I reported last week, the Europeans are helping the Palestinians to confiscate land from the Jews. This week, Airbnb decided it will no longer list West Bank homes owned by Jews because Airbnb is against the Jewish occupation. 
This new policy is hailed by Israelis as discrimination and double standard against Jews, which shows Jew hatred. And it is exactly that. But the Jews do the same thing as the Palestinians. Jews confiscating land from the Palestinians is showing Palestinian hatred. The Jews and Palestinians show their mutual 2,900-year-old hatred by taking each other's property. First, let's understand that Israel does not belong to the Jews or the Palestinians. It belongs to Yahweh, and they get to live there, but they must live there under His rules. For 3,000 years, all of the tribes have refused to obey Him. He gave them wars and exile, and wars and exile, yet they still have not learned that to remain in Yahweh's land they must implement the Torah's governmental rules and not their own from Judaism or Islam. This Airbnb policy is just another weapon in the war between the two houses. While all Jewish properties have been removed, all Arab-owned properties in that same disputed territory remain. This is the Palestinians' weapon against the Jews. As much as people don't want to believe or accept this fact, 61% of the Palestinians are from the 12 tribes of Jacob. Some are from Judah. Some are from the northern tribes of the house of Israel. 16% are Hebrews from Esau's stock. That means that 77% of the Palestinians are Hebrews. Guess what? Our father has to bring relation such as has never been seen on the earth before or will ever be again just to get us to act like the brethren that we are. Here is what Yahweh has to say about this behavior of confiscating land that doesn't even belong to them, starting in Isaiah chapter 5 verse 9. For these things have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. Oh yeah, he knows about this. For though many houses should be built, many and fair houses shall be desolate, and there shall be no inhabitants in them. For where ten yoke of oxen plow the field shall yield one jarful, and he that sows six omers shall produce three measures, Woe to them that rise up in the morning and follow strong drink, who wait at it till evening, for the wine shall inflame them. In other words, drinking from morning to evening in celebration over having obtained the land wrongfully. One such example of this is Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. A friend pointed out to me recently how much money his household spends on liquor every month. The amount was well over $2,000, not shekels, dollars. In 2015, Zippy Livni slammed Netanyahu for this excess at his residence, saying that Netanyahu's monthly alcohol budget amounts to the monthly salary of one million Israelis. 
Isaiah 5.12 says, For they drink wine with harp and psaltery and drums and pipes, but they regard not the works of the Lord, and consider not the works of His hands. All who has been under investigation for several years for his excesses, the largest public outcry has come in response to statements Yer Netanyahu made to the son of Israeli tycoon Kobe Maimon that his dad, Benjamin Netanyahu, arranged $20 billion for your dad, Kobe Maimon, and you're whining with me about 400 shekels, he said, referring to money he borrowed from his friend in a strip club when he was looking for sex from a prostitute. The corruption includes Netanyahu's wife and children. Isaiah 5.13 Therefore my people have been taken captive, because they know not the Lord, and there has been a multitude of dead bodies, because of hunger and of thirst for water. Do you think this may refer to the Gaza and West Bank situations? I know this is complicated. The Jews gave up the land for the Palestinians in Gaza, but... The Jews made life very difficult for them after Hamas broke the treaty. And who could blame the Jews? Further, the PA in the West Bank uses the aid money to finance their own corruption. Both houses are being spoken of here in Isaiah 5, not just the Jews, not just the house of Judah. Both are responsible for the dead bodies and the lack of water and food for their people. And Yahweh is going to do something about it. Isaiah 5.14 Therefore hell has enlarged its desire and opened its mouth without ceasing and her glorious and great and her rich and her pestilent men shall go down into it and the mean man shall be brought low and the great man shall be disgraced and the lofty eyes shall be brought low. Judgment comes. You know that I believe America and Israel are sister nations. Let me elaborate on this. The house of Israel traveled all over the earth. Yahweh told Jacob that his descendants would be found in the west, east, north, and south, according to Genesis 28.14. The northern house of Israel that was separated by Yahweh's command to punish the southern house of Judah is all over the earth. However, the most powerful nation of all the Hebrews from the house of Israel is the United States of America. You can read the history of the migration of the house of Israel very easily online. The House of Israel, America, Europe, and other Western nations caused today's political UN-created State of Israel to come to fruition. This is by command of Yahweh. The nation of Israel in the end times has the sole purpose of fulfilling Yahweh's prophecies so that he can end this human charade. All of the Western nations are sister to the political state of Israel, but America leads them, at least for now. 
This is why I compare Israel and America. Yahweh is giving both sisters his judgment at the same time, in the same way, for the same reasons. It is because they are both part of the house of Jacob. By the way, Yahweh refers to the two houses as sisters. I did not make this up. Examples of current similarities include that Israel has problems in its southern region on the border of Gaza. America has problems on her southern border with Mexico. Mexico is to America what Gaza is to Israel. Yahweh is using Mexico to do to America what Gaza does to Israel because when he cleans up his house he needs to do it to the whole house and not just one or the other. As we close in on the great tribulation we will see both sisters suffering the same troubles. The great tribulation is about the restoration of the house of Jacob. What that means is that once the restoration is complete, there will be no more house of Judah or house of Israel. There will only be the whole house of Israel, a.k.a. the house of Jacob. Isaiah 5.16 But the Lord of hosts will be exalted in judgment and the holy God shall be glorified in righteousness and they that were spoiled shall be fed as bulls and lambs shall feed on the waste places of them that were taken away. Woe to them that draw sins to them as with a long rope a rope long enough for them to hang themselves and iniquities as with a thong of the heifer's yoke who say let him speedily hasten what he will do that we may see it wow what belligerence and let the counsel of the holy one of Israel come that we may know it belligerence 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 Woe to them that call evil good and good evil, who make darkness light and light darkness, who make bitter sweet and sweet bitter. Woe to them that are wise in their own conceit and knowing in their own sight. Woe to the strong ones of you that drink wine and the mighty ones that strong drink, who justify the ungodly for rewards. In other words, taking bribes and and making deals and take away the righteousness of the righteous. Therefore, as stubble shall be burnt by a coal of fire and shall be consumed by a violent flame, their root shall be as chaff and their flower shall go up as dust. For they rejected the law of the Lord of hosts and insulted the word of the Holy One of Israel. Let's stop right there. I'm going this is not in the script. They rejected the law of the Lord of hosts. Israel refuses to use any law of the Lord except what is found in Judaism. The Ten Commandments found in Judaism, of course, but 
the way that they keep the Ten Commandments is all about Judaism. They prefer the ism over the Torah. And it says here that they insulted the word of the Holy One of Israel. That's blaspheming the Holy One of Israel. You don't get forgiven for that. Therefore the Lord of hosts was greatly angered against his people and he reached forth his hand upon them and smote them and the mountains were troubled and their cart in the midst of the way yet for all this his anger has not been turned away but his hand is yet raised yep after all that Yahweh is still not done punishing his two houses of Israel in verse 26 it says therefore shall he lift up a signal to the nations that are afar and shall hiss for them from the end of the earth and behold they are coming very quickly in other words when Yahweh hisses or whistles to the nations it's going to happen and it's going to happen fast these prophecies in Isaiah 5 are great tribulation warnings and previews and explanations of things to come and in verse 27 it says they shall not hunger nor be weary now he's talking here about the armies that come to get the house of Judah and the house of Israel wherever they are on the earth they're not going to get hungry or tired neither shall they slumber or sleep neither shall they loose their girdles from their loins they're going to be battle ready all the time neither shall their shoe latchets be broken whose arrows are sharp and their bows bent their horses hoofs are counted as solid rock their chariot wheels are as a storm they rage as lions and draw near as a lion's whelps and he shall seize and a roar as a wild beast and he shall cast them forth and there shall be none to deliver them there shall be none to deliver the houses of Judah and Israel folks this stuff is coming and it may be coming faster than we think I don't know maybe we've got another 50 years who knows but when it happens it is going to be dire wherever Yahweh's people are whether in the state of Israel or in the western nations where they are scattered they will not be able to withstand this onslaught of this coming war part of Yahweh's plan to punish his people has to do with a coming beast an empire intent on conquering Yahweh's people and removing them from the earth that's his plan that end time beast is Islam particularly Shia Islam Isaiah 5:30, and he this beast shall roar on account of them in that day as the sound of the swelling sea and they shall look to the land and behold there shall be thick darkness in their perplexity Yahweh's plan may already be in process here is an article that reveals that Yahweh may be lifting at this very moment his hand of protection from Israel if this is true lifting his hand of protection from America 
and the West will soon follow. Here is what might seem to be just another stabbing incident among the many, but there is more to this one than meets the eye. One Palestinian man stabbed four policemen in Jerusalem last weekend. How did one Palestinian stab four policemen? Was this Palestinian so well trained and so powerful as a fighter that he could overcome four trained policemen? You know, we see this in the movies, but we must ask whether it's Yahweh removing his hand from Israel. And just the week before, Yahweh opened the eyes of the Gaza Palestinians to see those covert Israeli operatives crossing into Gaza. As I said last week, these operations have been performed for years. Now, suddenly, the Palestinians are detecting the Israelis when for years they had not. Does this indicate that Yahweh is lifting his hand from Israel? Also, there are new and accelerated developments from Lebanon and Syria this week. News reports say that Hezbollah's firepower exceeds earlier estimates and Russia has now warned Israel against any renewed attacks in Syria. There is a real danger. The Israel Defense Forces operational capability in Syria and Lebanon is disappearing. Additionally, it now seems that Russia is unable to remove Iran from Syria, yet Russia won't allow Israel to operate bombing runs in Syria. Within the last two years, I said this would happen to Israel and that it would pave the way for an attack by Iran. If Russia completely shuts down Israel's ability to fly over Syria, there will be no way for the Israelis to protect themselves when the king of the north attacks. And Gaza continues to be a fragile situation. The fragility of the situation underscores the urgent need to fundamentally change the dynamics on the ground in order to address underlying political issues, says Nikolay Medlinov, special coordinator for the Middle East peace process. As the new Gaza peace accord unravels, more Israelis are calling for a different solution. Conquer Gaza now. Shmuel Sackett, Moshe Figlin's right-hand man, wrote in their weekly newsletter, The answer is clear. The Netanyahu-Bennett-Lieberman government has been a total failure in keeping Israel safe. Nothing has been done to stop Hezbollah from adding to their arsenal of 130,000 rockets in the north, and nothing has been done from defeating Hamas in the south. Every Jew in Israel, literally every single one, he says, will tell you that even if the IDF does something serious in Gaza, Rockets will resume flying into homes in Ashkelon and Beersheba within the next 12 months. This madness must stop, and there's only one way, conquer Gaza now. Shmuel Sackett goes on to say that he doubts very much that the Knesset, 
will make such a move. One reason is because the Knesset is embroiled in political upheaval since the resignation of Avigdor Lieberman. And the next Gaza flare-up is likely just around the corner. Now, let's turn our attention to Israel's sister, the United States. This nation is still embroiled in its own southern border invasion and political upheavals continue at the highest level. First, let's take a look at the border and that invading caravan. The trouble on America's southern border reflects the same problem that Israel has with Gaza. As I said earlier, we should expect that the whole house of Israel will suffer the same kinds of problems and the same kind of fates before they become completely restored as the house of Jacob. So, just as Gaza is full of terrorists with civilians who work with them against Israel, this caravan is full of criminals among civilians. More than 500 criminals are traveling with the migrant caravan that's massed on the other side of a San Diego border crossing, according to Homeland Security officials this past Monday afternoon. The revelation was made during a conference call with reporters with officials asserting that most of the caravan members are not women and children. They claim the group is mostly made up of single adult or teen males and that the women and children have been pushed to the front of the line in a bid to garner sympathetic media coverage. This is exactly the way Hamas operates when attacking Israel. These migrating males are coming for war, whether that war is now or later. Stay tuned. I'll be right back after these messages. Thank you for listening to the Jerusalem Report on Beast Watch News. Full news coverage with a Hebraic perspective of the headlines fulfilling Bible prophecy. Remember to financially and prayerfully support Beast Watch News for keeping you up to date. Send your donation to Beast Watch News today. It takes money to operate this ministry, and your help is much appreciated. Homeland Security officials say there are currently 6,000 people in Tijuana waiting to be processed at the San Ysidro border crossing with more on the way. That means there are between 8,500 to 10,500 migrants currently seeking to go to the U.S. About six of them are waiting to cross over San Ysidro's. Trump has signed an order for 400 military troops to use lethal force to protect Border Patrol agents from violence by the migrants. There is now concern that the migrants are planning a human stampede at the border. Trump also issued an order under which people who do not cross at official points of entry are not to be able to apply for asylum. This was challenged in the court and a judge on Monday night temporarily barred the Trump administration from enacting this ban. The southern border is not America's only concern, Canada 
has become a base for Islamic State and other jihadis preparing to attack the U.S. According to Jihad Watch, the U.S. share the longest undefended border in the world. There hasn't been a reason to defend it because there hasn't been a serious threat from either country in a couple hundred years. But there is now. Canada is today the happy home of of radical Islamists, ex-ISIS fighters, and the Muslim Brotherhood. Their numbers continue to grow with Islamists infiltrating the the Canadian government on several levels. Many Americans assume that all is peaceful and well with their northern neighbor, but security experts here warn that by welcoming radical Islamists, Canada now presents a danger to the United States. Canada is an aircraft carrier for Muslim terrorists to attack America. In other words, they fly in and then they fly off and go to attack. Terrorism expert David Harris, who worked for Canada's spy agency, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, told Jihad Watch that a major attack on the United States by Muslim extremists based in Canada is only a matter of time. But there's another danger afoot. Mexico is now buying Russian weapons. Why? For the purpose of invading the United States. Russia has tens of thousands of ICBM and other short, medium, and long-range missiles sitting in the Arctic Circle pointed at the United States and Canada, two of the House of Israel's westernized nations. The Bible is usually Israel-centric, meaning that most prophecies have to do with the geographic location of Israel in the Middle East. There are exceptions, though. One of them is the prophecy about what is going to happen to Mystery Babylon. Jeremiah 51:11 Make bright the arrows gather the shields the Lord has raised up the spirit of the kings of the Medes for his devices against Babylon to destroy it because it is the vengeance of the Lord the vengeance of his temple the arrows are missiles making them bright means launching them Mystery Babylon is a mystery because it is a worldwide system, not a specific location by the end of days. The head of Mystery Babylon, though, has a location. For many reasons that are too numerous to mention here, I believe the United States of America is the leader of the end times Mystery Babylon. For more information on that, go to themessianicmessage.com and watch The Time to Flee and The Kingdom of Edom, The Enemy We Face. The military application of Russia's weapons on the U.S. southern border is clear. To the time when Russia fires its missiles at the U.S. and Canada, Mexican, Russian, and possibly other nations' troops will invade from the south. This is a classic 
military move. I expect this will be used by the king of the north, Iran, when it attacks Israel. Iran will deploy Hamas, Islamic Jihad, and other militias in Gaza to attack from the south as Iran attacks from the north. This scenario will play out for Saudi Arabia too. As the King of the North travels through northern Jordan and the tanks and troops take Jordan Route 40 toward Mecca and Medina, the Iranian-backed Houthis will attack Saudi Arabia from the south at the Yemen border. Other nations will attack the U.S. east and west coasts as well. These will be China and North Korea on the west coast and Russia and Iran on the east coast. Iran has been patrolling Atlantic waters for years now. Russia has been doing that for decades as well as running fighter jet sorties in Alaska and along the west coast and the east coast. The Russians report that Mexico is buying their combat helicopters and other equipment to combat drug lords. Recently, Mexico canceled a military weapons order with the U.S., after which the Russians swooped in to take the sale. Mexico has already purchased a hefty supply of large and small weapons from the United States, supposedly for the purpose of fighting the drug wars. These include anti-ship and anti-aircraft weapons. Mexico intends to use these weapons to modernize its armed forces, expand its existing navy, and combat criminal organizations. Here is more from an article at nationalinterest.org. How will harpoon missiles designed to blow Russian and Chinese warships out of the water stop criminal organizations? Drug cartels don't operate aircraft carriers. They transport their cargo in freighters and speedboats. Cartel vessels aren't armed with anti-ship guided missiles. They're Mexican Navy vessels to defend themselves with RAM anti-missile weapons. As for anti-submarine torpedoes, the cartels do use homemade narco-submarines to transport their product, including semi-submersible and even fully submersible boats. But the Mark 54 torpedo is designed to defeat high-speed nuclear-powered submarines, according to manufacturer Raytheon. If the Mexican and Colombian cartels ever start operating nuclear-powered subs armed with anti-ship missiles, it's not just Mexico that will be in trouble. If these advanced weapons are useless against organized crime, then what are they useful for? Mostly, like what these weapons are designed for, is fighting regular armed forces. But the military capability of Mexicans' small southern neighbor, Guatemala, is insignificant, while that of Mexico's northern neighbor, well, a naval conflict is neither likely to happen nor likely to last long. To which I say, think again.
If the issue is Mexican national security, then U.S. arms sales should be aimed at the gravest threats to Mexico, gangs of teenage gunmen killing each other and innocent bystanders and the poorly paid and poorly trained police that can't stop them. Perhaps there are better uses for that $98 million. In other words, Mexico has no need of the heavy weaponry it is purchasing from the U.S. and Russia. These arms are not the kind needed to fight drug cartels. They might be used during humanitarian missions where military engagements sometimes occur, but humanitarian operations and closer military cooperation with the U.S. aside, America might find its own weapons and those from Russia being used against it in the event of the coming war between the U.S. and Russia. Now we've just looked at the military messes of the corrupt sisters. Let's now look at more of their political messes. For the last two years, the governments of Israel and the U.S. have been celebrated by their citizens. That could be over for both of them. Here is more detail of what happened this week in Israel. In addition to the Netanyahu family's corruption talked about earlier in this broadcast, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is showing himself to be a power grabber again. As he has in the past, Netanyahu has taken on the additional office of Defense Minister after Avigdor Lieberman's resignation last week. Naftali Bennett of Jewish Home had threatened to leave Netanyahu's coalition if the defense ministry was not given to Bennett, but Netanyahu retained the ministry and Bennett's party is still in the coalition. Netanyahu dismissed early elections as irresponsible during what he says is a particularly complex security situation. Netanyahu also said in a press conference that there is no place for politics or personal consideration when it comes to Israel's security. We are in a particularly complex situation, he said. In times like these, you do not overthrow a government. It's irresponsible. We have another full year until elections. Netanyahu's impassioned national address seems to be the reason that Bennett and others who said they were withdrawing are still in Netanyahu's coalition. The speech drew on Israelis' patriotism and insecurities. Bennett was so convinced by Netanyahu's emotional appeal that he decided it better to lose the defense ministry to Netanyahu than to lose the nation to Hamas. For now, it was enough to keep Netanyahu's coalition together for another year. Despite his momentarily impassioned pleas success, Netanyahu's coalition in Knesset did take a beating on Monday. The coalition lost a vote in the plenum and then pulled most of their bills off of the agenda. On Tuesday, it started a game of chicken with Yisrael Beitenu over the death penalty bill. These are signs that Netanyahu's coalition is still falling apart. 
power-grabbing Benjamin Netanyahu now holds the Prime Ministry, Defense Ministry, and Foreign Ministry offices. Furthermore, Netanyahu and his family are not only embroiled in their own scandals, but his longtime friend, Interior Minister Aryeh Derry, is in trouble again. Derry spent three years in prison from 2000 to 2003 after being convicted on corruption charges. Now, Derry could be charged with fraud for tax offenses amounting to millions of shekels, money laundering, disruption of court proceedings, and giving false information to the Knesset Speaker and the State Comptroller regarding his assets and income. The question needs to be asked, why is a federal criminal in the Knesset? And how did he get a ministry post again? It is because powerful men do not care about character. Their decisions rest upon personal associations, not ability or what is best for their nation. Now, let's look at Trump. He is still under investigation for election fraud with the Russians, and Ivanka Trump is being investigated for the same crimes committed by Hillary Clinton. Remember that the Netanyahu family is also in, under investigation, like sister, like sister. President Trump defended Ivanka's use of private emails, claiming her practices differed from those of 2016 election opponent Hillary Clinton. There was no hiding, there was no deleting like Hillary Clinton did, Trump told reporters at the White House. Congressional Democrats say they see no difference and that Ivanka Trump's private emails should be investigated to see if she is mixing public business with private business interests. Donald Trump's character is once again being scrutinized as well it should for upholding the Saudis in the CIA report that implicates Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman for the brutal assassination of the Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Instead, Trump thanked the Saudis for helping to keep a lid on oil prices. It appears that the price of America's good economy is having a president that won't stand against evil and wickedness. Good luck with that in the future, America. It also appears that MBS bribed Trump to stand with him in exchange for good oil prices. Trump is, after all, a deal-maker, and see what a deal he's making for you, America. The point is not whether I or someone else believes the leaders of the sister nations are guilty. The point is that the two nations are facing the same Issues, southern border invasions, possible attacks from the north, and internal scandals. These and corruption and wickedness to the core. 
As the end draws closer for the earth and we come closer to the arrival of the Messiah, we will see that Yahweh will clean up both houses, the house of Judah and the house of Israel, the sins they are committing so that he can restore the whole house of Israel and destroy the houses made by men. On another and final note, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, has approved the most potent synthetic opioid painkiller to date, called Desuvia, a drug 1,000 times stronger than morphine, 50 times more potent than heroin, and 10 times stronger than the synthetic opioid fentanyl. Why am I adding this article to the news? It is because the New World Order is doing everything it can to dumb down, oppress, and generally destroy the people of the world to make it easier for them to take over with their agenda. If they can keep the people high on drugs and playing video games all day, the New World Order's complete takeover will be a breeze. They have moved forward with their agenda for decades, making large strides in progress since they attacked New York's Twin Towers on 9-11, then blamed the people they hired to do the job. But there is more for them to accomplish. Addicting people to legal opioids increases the money in their pockets and prevents these addicted people from caring what the governments are about to do to them. Illegal drugs give other people jobs while it still lines the pockets of the elites. Either way, the drug wars are a big win for the Illuminati. Be careful out there. It is dangerous. Better yet, run. Don't wobble on to the wilderness to await Messiah's arrival. For more details on this, watch the video the time to flee. That's it for this Beast Watch News update. This is Kimberly Rogers Brown signing off. Click over to BeastWatchNews.com for full comprehensive coverage of all the headlines fulfilling end of days Bible prophecy.